You're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. Today I have Eileen Boggess with me. Welcome to the show. Can you please tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do? Um, my name is Eileen Boggess, and I am an author of three middle grade books and currently writing another middle grade book and some YA books and a part-time librarian at the Urbandale Public Library. Awesome. So what years were you involved with junior theater and how did you get involved? Okay, um, it had to have been 1980 is when I must have become involved. Um, I had a neighbor girl and she was going to, she had been in it one semester and um, we were in seventh grade and she said that she had a lot of fun. So I thought, wow, that sounds really fun. And so um, I got cast for the summer where we used to do the show wagon. Mm -hmm. And I got cast as the lead as Queen Snooty. And I had so much fun, um, kind of ruined that friendship because the other <laughs> girl did not get the lead. And um, I was hooked from that moment on. And um, I told Mary Fleur Nyswander, I will do whatever it takes to continue on at uh, Davenport Junior Theater. So what was junior theater like in the 80s? Because I'm really new to junior theater. Um, the cabins looked the, the cottages looked the exact same. Um, before the history of that, I used to live just across the field from Annie Wittenmeyer, so I could see that. And in fact, my husband's grandmother was an orphan in the Annie Wittenmeyer cottages. Yes, so I mean, there's a little family history back there. And when they used to be closed to, um, the public before Davenport Junior Theater got the cottages. Mm -hmm. Some friends and I would climb up the fire escapes on the side mm -hmm. and we would wander in the cottages and make up really scary stories of what happened in the past <laughs> in the orphanage. Um, so that was, so even before I was involved, I was very, I knew the cottages very well because I broke in. <laughs> <laughs> so other than being there in the summer, um, what programs did you participate in? Were there different classes or what did you do? Okay, so I was in the, I was in just the regular classes, and then I got um, bumped up to be in the, I don't know, the main cast. I'm not really sure what they were called at that time, um, where you did the main stage plays, and then I got put as part of the crew, and so I taught um, four and five year olds classes. Um, so they would do things like um, the little red hen and those kind of things, and most of the kids couldn't even read that were in the classes, so. It was just mostly a lot of fun. And um, so yeah, I got to perform on main stage. And then as part of the crew, our job was to go around with the show wagon and we would go to different parks. We'd have to set up the show wagon. Showtime Pal would have to get in her makeup or his makeup. And um, then we would, the crowds would gather. It was a very popular summer program. And then the kids would do the show, Showtime Pal would do her or his um, gig, and then we would pack up the show wagon and go to another park. I know you spent some summers at Showtime Pal. Do you have a favorite part of doing that? Oh, let's see. A most embarrassing moment was on the main stage play. It was on the stage, and I think I was, I was singing a song, and I can't remember what song it was, mm -hmm. but I totally blanked on the words. And I was like, 
Okay, everyone, you know the word. Sing along with Showtime, pal. <laughs> well, at least that was a good save. <laughs> yes, I, it was like, I don't, because I had done those songs so many times. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, it, that was uh, Showtime Pal putting on the makeup in the 95 degree heat in the summer. And then the smell of cold cream of, as we would have to take off the makeup at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned that you taught some classes at junior theater. What was it like teaching classes after being a student there for so long? Yeah, I was only a student there for a very short amount of time before I became involved. Unlike um, a lot of the other um, people on the crew who had been there much longer than me, um, teaching, it was so fun. I ended up being a teacher and um, they, I mean, they're four and five year olds. And uh, one of the, Fun things is one of my students was really, really gifted and um, they needed um, a magician, a famous magician. I think it was David Copperfield mm -hmm. um, was doing um, something at the Adler and they needed, uh, this is going to be stage secret, so I don't know if I should say his name or not. But anyway, a famous magician um, needed somebody he spontaneously called from the audience <laughs> and um, as the teacher, because they, they called junior theater to find out, and this little boy got to be on the stage, and I was, I was kind of his handler. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, can you tell us more about, I know you're an author now and a librarian, can you tell us more about the path your life took directly after junior theater? So um, the stupidest thing I ever did is my senior year in high school, I was too cool for junior theater, and so I quit after my junior year in high school, and I will always regret that because Mary used to have the pictures of all the seniors, you know, on her wall. And that's just something <laughs> that has stuck with me that I, I just want to look back and say, Eileen, you're not too cool for junior theater. Um, but then, yeah, I became a teacher. I taught. Um, I wrote three books. And then I became the executive director of a food pantry here in Urbandale. And that was kind of like my life was going one way. And then it completely took a a turn and I did that for 11 years started off just open 12 hours a week with 10 volunteers by the time we closed we were serving thousands of people a month had 120 some volunteers 40 hours a week um, and so then after 11 years of that I decided that I'm gonna go back to writing and going back to doing what I want to do I needed a break so I quit and then the pandemic hit and <laughs> So now I'm working part-time at a library and writing as well. What impact do you think junior theater had on that path? Definitely junior theater gave me the confidence. Um, I, I mean, I was a nerd. I'm still a nerd. But um, even though I said it was, I was too cool for junior theater, according to going to Assumption, but as the crew, you became really close friends with the crew. Like Peggy Fiedler is somebody I worked with, and she and I became best friends. Um, and uh, we just, it was just a lot of fun. And I'm still friends on Facebook with several of the people who were on the crew with me at that time. That's awesome. Do you have, um, was there like a clear moment when you knew you wanted to be a writer or is it something you've always loved? I've always loved writing. Um, I was a teacher and I was teaching um, English to middle school students and they had to write a book. And then I just was, I used to write with my students. And I just started writing about this character that, you know, middle things happened to her. And I just had so much fun. I kept on writing and finished it after the school year during the summer. 
So what was it like to have junior theater then perform your, your book, Mia, Mia the Melodramatic? What was that like to see somewhere that was so important to you produce your book? Oh my gosh, the best moment in my life. Uh, Daniel, so first of all, I have to thank Daniel. When Daniel came on board, Davenport Junior Theater, because Mary had passed away, Mary Florinize Wander, um, and then it was taken up by Bonnie, who was such a role model to me growing up. Mary was always, even though she was four foot, I don't know, five, <laughs> she was so scary. I was petrified of Mary. But Bonnie was definitely the heart of the organization. And then um, I'm not sure what happened after Bonnie retired. It just kind of didn't go anywhere. And then Daniel got hired and he went to the first meeting and he found out they were going to discontinue Davenport Junior Theater. I think that's the story. And Daniel was like, what? So Daniel single-handedly resurrected and grew Davenport Junior Theater up on the map. And he's he's my role model in life. Um, so he called me and he said, hey, I heard you used to, you know, be on the crew at Jan Davenport Junior Theater and you wrote a book. Do you want to um, turn it into a play? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. So yeah, I did. I took out, you know, parts and then they just went with it. Um, his wife is the one who uh, directed it mm -hmm. and the characters, the kids were so funny and it was, uh, at the time, my son, who maybe was in middle school at the time, said, hey, mom, I think this is going to do something like, you know, whatever. And it didn't go anywhere after Davenport Junior Theater, but it was such a wonderful moment. That's great. That must be like really surreal just to see your work up there. It was. It was. I was. And the kids were so phenomenal. In fact, one kid got sick during one of the shows yeah. and a person who was just this person behind the stage had heard the rehearsal so often, she took on one of the main roles oh and gosh. performed the main role um, with the script in her hand, but she made it look like she was, you know, reading a book or something. So the talent of that cast was amazing. The magic of live theater. Yes. <laughs> so if you were to write, uh, if you write like a script about your life and it was turned into a movie, who would play you, do you think? I saw that question and... Um, well, Julianne Moore would be who I'd love to have, but Molly Ringwald's my age. And oh, so, yeah. you know, I saw all of her shows, all her movies. She might as well just play me. <laughs> um, do you have any hidden talents or passions? Um, let's see. Um, not really. I, you know, I, I just, my guess, my number one thing is that any job I've ever taken, I've not been qualified for. <laughs> and I always say yes, like running at the food pantry. I had no idea what I was doing, but it worked. And as a teacher, my first job was being an art teacher. Mm -hmm. I had no artistic ability, but I was like, okay, sure, I'll teach art. Um, Danforth Junior Theater, you know, I was 14 when I became on the cast or on the crew. I mean, which is, and it is just um, unbelievable that Mary Fleur and I Wander trusted. We were teenagers and trusted us to put on a summer program without any adults. <laughs> it's amazing. The funniest thing that ever happened, though, it's uh, junior theater in my tenure. I was not present at the time, but they did not hook the show wagon properly to the truck. 
And as they were driving down the road, the show wagon passed them um, while they were driving. Oh my gosh. It dented. And there was, there was some stern talking to of the people that let that happen afterwards. <laughs> That's actually funny. Cause my next question was going to ask you if you have a favorite backstage or onstage mishap or funny story, but I think that definitely would take the cake. <laughs> right. And then also just having little kids that get sick or scared right before they go on. So then there was one of us, you know, with four and five year olds getting on stage with putting like the little hen hat on and standing and being two feet taller than all the kids next to you and doing your lines and just pretending like of course we're on stage and there's you know so um there was a lot of or someone not being one to be showtime pal at that moment and someone else having to quickly put on the makeup and so a final question for you what advice would you give to a current djt kid first of all go up and thank daniel because if, if it wasn't for him, this wouldn't have. I mean, Mary Fleur Nyswander had the vision originally to have theater, the only theater company, what performed for children, by children, directed by, you know, a lot with children. Um, and she had such a wonderful vision back when junior theater started. And then Daniel has carried it into um, the, you know, 2020s and beyond. And, um, it's a, when I was part of it, as when my play was being performed, the safety that the children felt, it's like finding your people. And um, that's probably why I took to junior theater so much as I found my people, because I just didn't really, I mean, I wasn't popular. I did, you know, I was just kind of a studious kid, but I knew I liked to perform. Um, and so when I went to Davenport Junior Theater, I found my people. Um, it became such a safe haven for me. So the advice would be to embrace the time you have at Davenport Junior Theater. Um, shine, be with people that are like you, and um, don't be afraid of anything. It's such a short period of your life, and you'll look back on it so fondly. I think that's some great advice. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I know everyone's life is kind of crazy right now. <laughs> Yes, it's, um, but 2020 will end, which is a fabulous thought. Right, exactly. <laughs> this has been the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Thanks for listening.